Got, got a call from Flex, say we the best and we next. Yeah. Trend, trends in my blood, trend. and that's as good as it gets. Yeah. Fuck a girl made a wet, gave a sheet to my bed. Told her clean it up when we're meeting up, put it back in my bed. Yeah. I swear the shit is unfair, you wear my clear, you're not clear. Fuck boys that run in your mouth, you back clothes, I put you in debt. I rock, run, run to the check, run, run to the check. Mama world, I'm the best. Hey guys, how's it going? It's your boy Noah. Back again with episode 2 of our Inner Voices for season 2 rather. Um, as you can hear in the background, it's, my, it's, it's, it's our guest for today, BDE. He's part of the rap duo BDE and Flex. And this is the single um, Woke Up. The link for the video is going to be below when, this, uh, when the podcast episode is posted. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Why are you still listening to me? Delve in. It feels good to be, have a release shit, you know. Mm. <laughs> so sick. Man. I actually got on, but you know the thing, I'm starting to know something about you musicians. I'm starting to realize that a lot of the time when you say, yo, we got bear on released, we just haven't released, you probably just haven't mixed it. <laughs> All of them are unmixed, <laughs> All of them are unmixed, untouched, and I can't give it to the public. Like, you can't just be bothered to do it. So you're just like, oh, I'm just trying to get it perfect, but you're actually doing it. But yeah, today is another episode of our Inner Voices. It's a Friday, so as you can imagine, it's been a working week. Everybody, I know a lot of people are tired. This is coming out on a Tuesday, but I know when you listen to this, your bones are going to feel that Friday vibe again. But yeah, um, uh, without further ado, I introduce my guest for today. Um, his name is Bode. Uh, Bode, come on, brag about yourself a bit. <laughs> I don't know why he did government name, but people call me BDE. Ah. You know what I'm saying? Fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he's dishing up the club, but yeah, I'll do it in the voices. Yeah, I'm here. Second half of the duo, BDM Flex, and let's just talk, man. Now, buddy, like, what, what is your relationship with hip-hop like? The whole basis of this music thing and how I got into it all stemmed from, like, way back in the day. And it wasn't even hip-hop that even touched me. It was soulful music, R&B. And I, always, I had a sister, she, she was always into Brandy, Monica, you know, all these female singers. I was like, wow. It was, it was hitting my ear and I was thinking, all right, cool. This is more than just me liking it because I'm singing along. I'm all doing ad-libs. I'm all piecing together different little parts of it. And I was thinking, all right, cool. I like doing this. Until I went to year seven, then Grime came into it. So, you know, everyone was doing grime, mate. No one's singing yeah, that, definitely. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no one's doing the singing thing. Travis Scott weren't popping, like, it weren't cool. Travis Scott wasn't even born. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, bro, it was probably in high school, bro. Ninth grade and all that. But, listen, off that, I was doing, you know, grime with the man name, all the boys. Then I knew that I was, you know, back in the day when you used to wear combat jeans and, you know, everyone used to wear, you know, Baggy jeans, boot cuts. Massive. Exactly. That was this. Uh... Yeah, I, I was that guy until I just did that. I like I like dressing up well when no one else likes dressing up well. So Wait, what are you trying to say? Like the boot cuts were that? I, I was doing it, don't worry. I was busting the combats with the Ralph Polo and all that. I was even shot in Ralph Polos, but that's not even the point. The point <laughs> is, I was always the different kid that wanted to dress different. So if I was doing combats, I'd do it with certain else to match with certain else. And I was like, if I can incorporate that into my music, then I can create something of mine that I can say that, oh yeah, I created. So, you know, years go by, I, I get sent to Nudge, 
you know that you kid. got sent to Nigeria oh shit yeah yeah I went there for a year oh, though barely even a year what did you do <laughs> <laughs> it was like like flipping 11 months not, uh, 10 months but you know I was a, a little bit of a naughty kid I, I didn't like to read I loved to watch TV it was one of them ones. I was in an African household. What, they sent you back to Nigeria for like in... A year, a year. Come on, what did you do? I didn't do much. <laughs> I didn't do much. I just loved it. I, I just wasn't focused in reading, bro. It's like girls as well, fam. What's the word, fam? Puberty. Puberty. It was kicking in, so my interests weren't books. It was straight girls, so... After that, came back, and I was like, yeah, let me get serious in this music. Then hip-hop has always been you know, very important in my household. As much as my dad don't want to uh, admit it, he liked hip-hop, but he just didn't like the language that was said in it. So I had to do it on my own and stuff like that then. Yeah, man. So you're more of a fan of grime than like... Yeah. Because obviously when you say hip-hop, the first thing you think... You it's mainstream. American mainstream. Yeah, 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 for real. You know, I've got I've got a boy called Abrima. He's Shout a, out Brims. Shout out Brims. That's family. That's family. <laughs> that but, is family. Yo. You're lazy, Abrima. <laughs> He's supposed to be here. <laughs> He's meant to be no here. No way. Should we tell him? Tell him what? But we're currently drinking. Yeah, it's Friday. We're, we're, we're grown ups. We're very intoxicated and we're eating chin chin. Right, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about very. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not. We're not. No, no. I mean, no. We are. It's Friday, you know. I'm not explaining myself. It's Friday, man. Fuck it's your, your niggas, man. Uh, you mentioned a word earlier, you said mainstream. Mainstream, yeah. That's like, um, you know, I was doing my research during the week, uh, trying to figure out what we, would, we should talk about. Mm-hmm. And the thing that kept coming up for me, you know, was the feeling of the mainstream takeover of hip-hop, let's say, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. hip-hop is currently the most um, popular genre of music ever. Yeah. For the first time in it's history. It's pop music, basically. Hip-hop is, yeah, it's like... That you see that comment right there. What do you mean by that? When you say hip hop is pop music, basically, in what context? Because I think it's important for the listeners to understand. Yeah, in the context of black music, has always been prevalent, like prevalent in popular culture. Yeah, jazz music, black artists created it, white artists made it mainstream. Yeah, pop music okay, is popular mean. music in in the aspect of. The whole like globally, so hip hop right now is popular. You're seeing oh, Quavo, see. see you're seeing Migos, and you're saying, "Oh yeah, hip hop, yeah, they're grimy." But if you if you see them in the top charts, they're in it. Like the the struggles we had back then ain't the struggles now because we're running the scene. Like we're the cool kids, so I'm looking at it from an aspect where I was looking at Dipset. I'm all looking at Jay-Z, I'm looking at, who else am I looking at? Exhibit, back in the day, back in the day, day, early 2000s type things. When you're seeing it in MTV Base, when they had Kanye, Kanye, uh, Nelly, Nelly Nelly was popping. Nelly Nelly had had a period of domination. Yeah, yeah, and no one should forget that. Uh, Nas, I mean, Nas wasn't popping that much in the 2000s. Yeah, he wasn't that popping. You've got to remember that way it was situated in the UK. And there's only so much UK, uh, US you can look at when you, you're looking home and you're, you're looking at Skepta, DWE, you're looking at the grime heads that are just 40, 50 minutes away from you, but you're still idolising them. So those are, those are like my heroes in this music thing. So I was literally just, 
I was torn between two. I was torn between US and UK. Then I was like, right in the middle. But I was also fashion. Da, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I used all that influence to create an authentic sound with what I'm doing right now for the people like you. You said you, like, you big me up and I, you know me, I'm very humble. I never say thank you. I just smile it off. But you big me up when you said oh, I had a, extremely good music. Bro, listen. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I hate the people. I'm just fanning, fanboying a bit because yeah. I'm a big fan of Buddy. Uh, I don't know no if he does, fan. but I'm a big fan. But yeah. Um, Literally Apple. When, in in terms of like, um, when it comes to the music industry, right, as a result of music being popular, like it being the most popular form of a genre of music right now, like you said. Yeah. What obviously has it tends to happen is like it becomes really diluted. Facts. So like it, the quality tanks. Mm-hmm. So like my like my question to you right now is like, what do you think are the good things and the, are the positives and the negatives of oh, man? This of you know hip hop being number one right yeah, now. Yeah, where do I start, man? It's not a bad thing because I'd lo- I love to see a genre like hip hop like rise to domination. That's that's the key thing because where it came from and what it is now that's a, that's a brilliant thing. With what you're saying with the dilution, it's spread in another segment where it's become like a pop popcorn culture where everything's easy now. You can have a studio at yours. You can go to your boys, pay fifty pound or something to make mediocre music, and music that you're necessarily not really putting your heart into it because. You're just doing it because it's the it's the biggest phase right now. Like that's the phase that you're doing it right now. Hashtag I, Gucci Gang. <laughs> hey, shout out Lil Pump. Like, shout out Lil Pump. That's family too. <laughs> he just wanna fuck up his community. <laughs> Trust me. Feature soon come. But now nah, what I'm saying is let me not let me not forget where I was oh, where I was going at. Yeah, it becomes diluted to the point where people ain't putting their heart into it and the good artists who actually believe in themselves, believe that they should be in the forefront and stuff like that are not in the forefront because there's artists doing... Let me just go back to your point, the Gucci gang. not saying he's not talented, he's more an aesthetic artist and I, I understand that, innit? But if you're doing something like that, there's going to be... hundred others who say, oh, let me do Louis gang, Louis gang, Louis gang because yeah. he did Gucci gang. Yeah. And that becomes a group of copycats. Yeah, reoccurring thing where you're just getting artists doing it for the clout, and you're not even getting the authentic artists who probably putting in their shift, uh, working retail just to do studio time and bang all of that. So it, it, there's plus and minuses in this music thing, but once you find your lane and you, you really believe in yourself and you believe that like you're worthy to be respected in this music industry, then that's that's happiness itself. And do you think like do you think that it that still happens like that idea of finding your own like finding your own lane yeah. and just doing exactly sticking to your your sticking to your guns basically yeah and still get being successful do you think is that still something that happens? Absolutely, absolutely. It's it's literally what you what you choose to search. You know, there's people that choose to search mainstream popular music and there's people who go on soundcloud figuring out underground artists like myself and saying whoa like he's matching with them like he should be where they're at yeah you know what i'm saying that's literally the beauty of music because 
you know, there's millions of people in this world, millions, like, you can make so much money off music and you won't even be mainstream. You can do it independent. This is very true. Yeah. You can be independent in your own space of happiness and your own success. You can be successful in music, but you don't have to be mainstream. Like, people forget that there's independent artists. There's, there's, there's mainstream independent, like Stormzy. And we all respect him. Like me, I look up to Stormzy in the business sense and just how he's taken himself into this music. And I'm like, oh my days. Stormzy actually bust, like. And he, Heavily. <laughs> and he didn't sell himself. His album was incredible. Even though I don't bang it or rinse it, I listened to it and I was like, this was a piece of work that I haven't heard in UK. Because he actually put some time into it, put some effort into it, stayed away from the mainstream and did hear me. Did a gospel track, for God's sake. <laughs> I usually, before I used to skip that track, but these days I've been feeling a bit holier, so I listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, everyone's blinded by your grace. You'll be singing that on. With this music, you've got to find your little zone, your little avenue, and you've got to really feel like the people that mess with you, like your friends and family, if they think it's sick and they genuinely think it's sick, then you could be like, let me try and push this. Let me forget all the people that hear my messages and you can't even take that on board. Like You've literally just got to look straight ahead and be like, I want to succeed in my own measurements of success. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, no, literally everything... Wait, sorry. Elaborate. Because I just realised I'll get roasted in the comments. What do you be like, what the fuck? You didn't even ask him about that. Sorry, <laughs> sorry could you elaborate on that? I want to succeed in my own measures of success. Alright, cool. By that, I mean... Alright, cool. Let me give you an example because I'm good at examples. I've got a show abroad and I'm super happy about that. But I haven't blown yet. I barely even got 400 followers on on, on SoundCloud. But... Yeah, I'm catching up with it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I've got my own little success and that's my little niche of success because I'm still upcoming and stuff like that, but people seeing the vision to book me for shows and stuff like that. I did a show yesterday and I'm getting responses from physical, like I'm physically touching the people. That's, that's successful for me. Like I'm not looking up, I'm looking straight. I'm not looking at who's at the top, I'm looking straight, like I'm gonna catch you, but I've got to look at myself. I can't follow, follow fashion, AKA follow Afrobeats. Afro swing, I can't do that. <laughs> I'm not doing that because if I do that, then I'm just one of them. Like you're a fan, it's just not you. Yeah, yeah, I'm a fan of music, but I'm just not. A f I'm not a follower of music. I barely listen to music, just in general. If I do that, then I'm just gonna be one of them. Then I'm just gonna be another person trying to get fame off clout. If you know what I mean. Yeah, because you already have that melody. Yeah. So you can, and also, you can easily just go into there and just... Oh, it's too easy, melody. too easy. Too, do you know how much people say, oh, why don't you do Afros when I look at them like, yeah, you don't know me, you must not know you me. Make a quick, you make a quick banger. This, you you see, this is why I don't like guys <laughs> like you, you know. I don't like guys like you. Because you'll tell me to do that, I'll do it and I'll blow off it. Then they'll want me to do it all the time. That got me, this got me thinking, right? Mm. How about the, so how about the profit aspect? Like... Okay, so it's fair that I, I understand your... No profit. Your perspective that as an artist, <coughs> just having that niche for yourself is, is good enough for you. Mm. Because, you know, it's a real energy you're, you're personally generating. 
But say you got offered a chance to do Afro beats, Afro pop for a decent bag. Are you compromising? Bag. Are you doing it? Like your bag is like five, if, ten. If, let's say five Gs. Is that bag different though? Yeah, right, cool. This this is me here. As an artist, I I believe in my art so much that if if man drops on Afrobeats, I'll make it sound trap. <laughs> I'll make it sound not Afrobeats. You'll give me a dun 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 dun. dun. You know the Afrobeat um, type beat. I'll, I'll be the cash. Flash <laughs> to the racks, <laughs> bro. I'll find a way to find you. It find for, a way for, to, yeah. So, but I exist within it. And my core fans will be like, Oh my days, he spun this because they know me and they know what my sound is. And they'll be like, Wow, he jumped on Afro Swing and he made it sound like this. So, I'll always stay true to like how I sound on another beat. I've done big, big songs, a lot of songs with other people where. It's not come out yet, but it's it's not what I'm what you've heard like the new freezer World Cup, you know. So they say all all of that. Go check out my SoundCloud too, BD and Flip. But you know he's gonna promote me at the end of this anyway. Heavily. But, yeah. but <laughs> now, nah, but yeah, back to what you were saying. Five bags do Af Afro swing. If I'm already if I've already blown, I can and I can get five bags off doing what I wanna do. I'm not gonna do that. Okay. But right now. I haven't even touched five bags yet, so I'll do it. I've touched one, two peas, but five bags, I'll run that. But I'm not promoting it to my people. That's that, that's for their platform. You know that whole mentality people have, like they want their artists to be so pure mm. and just so you know, so they like you know don't sell your soul. Mm. Would you consider that selling your soul, and especially because it's at such an early stage? Yeah, early stage, you're allowed to be versatile because you're still finding yourself. Musically, yeah, this is true. You know, early stages, I can allow you doing different things. Not me, I allow you, but I can allow it because I understand it. I understand the game of music, and I understand you know where you want to be. May not be where you're at right now, but yeah. you've got a, you know you've got a structured plan for where you want to be in like two, three years or whatever. So you know, I'm understanding to that point. Me personally, I can't sell my I can't sell myself to the to the clout, man. Because I've always been different, man. People wear this, I wear that. People buy Balenciagas, I'm still in my Chuck Taylors. You know what I mean? I'll, yeah. I'll always go left when you're going right. Because that's always been me personally. But, you know, for the you know to generalise the question, nah, do it. Do it. Unless, you, unless you, you're trying to really do that and, you know, not be true to yourself, then that's when it becomes... You know, that's when it becomes a little bit shady. Yeah, because you could, you could jump on it. You could do a Burner Boy I thought with Burner Boy, I'll do that all day. And, you know, just like, Burner Boy will jump on any track. Yeah, yeah, that's, a good, that's track. a good one. That's a good one. In Africa, Asia, mm. like... Uh, Have you Europe. heard that track he did with Lily? Yeah, like, he's exactly... What? He's even more Burner Boy than ever. Yeah. <laughs> you but... know, it's like, he's, he's not just... No more burner boy. He's even like he's telling the white people, me don't give a fuck if you know. It's just like <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. He's. I'm not but, saying he's telling the white people like that, but yeah. he's saying to the listeners who don't understand that whole that, that language, whole, that whole lingo, yeah. like I don't give a fuck. I'm just gonna say exactly what I'm finna say. And the song is a banger. Banger, burner boy. Yeah. To be honest, I haven't really under. I don't really understand his where his Caribbean accent came from, but you know I believe. Is no no cool. 
People need to know that you're a fan of Burner Boy. You like Burner Boy. You told me this. I'm a ridiculously big fan. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm a big, <laughs> I'm a big fan of Burner right, Boy. Well, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. So with you being a fan of Burner Boy, when he and he's African, you know, he's African to the core. He's an Afro, Afro. He's an African artist. Yeah. When you hear him do Rasta, does that throw you off? Because you, I right, cool. Wait, wait, wait. Before before you ask, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. You know when British artists spit in an American accent? Yeah. That's the, that's equivalent to what Burner Boy is doing. Let me think about it for a second. Don't want to fuck up the connects. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Burner Boy, that's family. Yeah, of course, naturally. But here's the thing, right? When I feel like Burner Boy grew up, for, he, for a period of his life, Burner Boy lived in England, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in England, you mix with everybody you mix with so many multicultural multinationals from everywhere yeah yeah especially one of the ones that mix the most especially if you're in london is jamaicans yeah, yeah, and nigerians yeah, for you know we even have all that jamaican nigerian beef not real beef but, not real beef know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a london yeah. thing <laughs> but but the thing is right when you're exposed to communities like that you pick up stuff so for example when you have when you're with your bengali friends or your friends from india or your friends from from um, China, etc. You yeah. go to their houses enough times, you hang out with their families enough times, you can do a pretty good imitation and not feel as taking advantage because you, you're doing it out of love. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I feel like there's so many, even in Grime, there's so many Jamaican artists who when they need to, they can go straight Jamaican patois. Yeah. Right? I feel like if Vernon Boy was growing around those type of influences, he would... Good point, good point. Yeah, if he was growing out of those influences, he would naturally, you know, like do pay homage. Influence, yeah. It's like it's like Drake. It's like if we say, we can't say like a lot of people say, oh, Drake is a is a cheater. Drake steals all culture, culture. But the people, one thing that I've noticed is that the amount of situations in which Drake has done those things, like used other people's music or other countries, other sounds, compared. Is is ridiculously? I mean, no, sorry. Let me rephrase that. Mm. The amount of people who complain about Drake doing this, when it comes to people who actually featured on those tracks, is so tiny. Yeah. Compared to how much noise you hear about it from outside. From the public, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like the reason for that is because the people who he actually has spoken to is one on one with. They understand the love. They know he's going to magnify their their culture. Like yeah. he's going to make gigs. He's gonna make American white middle aged American men be banging Galchester and fucking middle Back. of traffic, you know, shit like that. He's gonna make a lot of people <clears throat> hear your culture. Yeah. And I feel like in a in a lot of ways, Burner Boy is doing the same thing. Mm, mm. Good point. Mm-hmm. You know, I see the, like, that's actually a very good point, hasn't it? Uh, I see Drake as a he's a cultural influence globally. But yeah, what he's done has actually cultivated the culture even more uk culture which is giving like us it's given us a spring spring in our step so what you can say that you know burner boy has actually also done that as well with his sound kind of infusing the afro with the um the rasta tone and putting it together with the uk tone because he says mandem a lot like he's still you can still yeah, man, never, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly you can still tell that he's rolled and stuff like that and then he makes a song like PH City, where it's like, listen, I'm an original boy from, this is where I'm from. Yeah. You know, it's, 
he's versatile in his own means. It's the global movement. Yeah. Is that is that new energy around the world where people are trying to make the world more global? So yeah. when Burner Boy is doing things things like that, is or Drake is doing things like that, yeah. Giggs is doing stuff like that. I feel like it's just to bring cultures together. Yeah. Because like, you, you remember at the start, sorry to, no, but you right. remember at the start uh, during the summer, people were saying gigs were shit in America. They were saying, "Why is Drake putting this guy in his album? The song is sick, but the artist he features shit." Yeah. But months later, way later, people are feeling gigs now because that song is so big. You go and listen to gigs. You know, people just people just jump on what the first person criticizes. What the first person criticizes, someone also criticizes. Then it becomes a domino domino effect, and then a few months later. They listen to it on their own, on their own accord, and be like, "This is actually quite, it's quite dope. Like, it's actually dope music." Yeah. Because Giggs is more of like a feeling. He's like a aesthetic Giggs artist. Giggs is a feeling. It's a like you, you feel a certain way when you. You don't. Mm. You don't listen. You don't listen to Giggs just bopping your head exactly. like that. So you listen to Giggs and he takes over like. It takes over your body, but you, you got like, a bop like you. When he says. Mm. I had to walk in the. You go like. Mm. You go stiffen up a bit. You know? Exactly. You know. I get. I get. I get what you mean. Exactly. Yeah. People like gigs. People like Drake. People like uh, Skepta. People like. Um, I think gets. You know. In a not in a as talking, big a way, but in terms of like gets makes you want to punch someone in the face. <laughs> gets his energy big yeah, man from gets day energy. one. He's, he's stayed consistent. You can't listen in his to gets and go teach. Like I can't listen to gets and go to a school. Like, ah, like I, you know, one of the kids might piss me off. <laughs> like gets is too aggressive. Like seriously, obviously your music um, garners your music generates quite a lot of buzz yeah. on social media. Like your. You know, obviously you're starting out, but people are feeling the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like with you, it's one of those situations where your friends, for example, aren't promoting your music because they're your friends. Oh. They're promoting your music because they like it. Yeah. And that's the best. Thing that's the, to, that's, that's the, literally the know. best thing. But it can, it, it can also come two ways because they can not promote your music because they're your boy. And, and they think it's calm. They think, oh yeah, he's doing, he's doing his thing. Like, they won't promote it. And you know... That's okay. Literally, it's okay until you get to the level where you're doing music like full time. Not full time because obviously you've got to work and stuff, but you're doing music seriously and they're seeing the work you're putting in and they're like in their mind, they're obliged to put like post it on Snapchat or something like that because yeah. they're saying, right, yo, BDE's hard, you know. Like, even if I don't like it, he's still yeah, doing he's, really well. Yeah, yeah, he's doing really well. Like, he's hard. I don't even hit people up personally. Oh, do you want to come to my show? I literally put it on Snapchat, and if I get a response like, "Yeah, I want to come through," then come through because that's all for you showing me love. Yeah, you're too low key with it. Like when you were performing in Europe, you were like, you performed in how many cities in Europe? It was more than one. All them cities. It was like four, five. And I know you're getting it wrong. You're getting it wrong. That was a little. That was just a. I was doing the tour dates. Yeah. And that tour dates was just. Uh, it was a. It was. It was a lie. What what oh, the tour dates were was it was um it was a promotion for our next capsule, our our release on our garments. The to, you know Trends London. Yeah, you know, okay. Part yeah, of Trends yeah. London. It was a, it was a release on the Trends London garments called No Tour. Oh. Okay. So tour cancelled. So that's why we put the tour there to get the buzz up. But oh, okay. Little did people know that that tour dates was 
was just there as like fake dates. <laughs> it was fake dates. Well, but here's to the thing. The though, here's the thing though. Even okay, so fair enough. But didn't you notice that the amount of people who were hitting you up to try and see what go on with the tour? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that an, isn't that like affirmation from people like we think you have something special? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. when you were trying to make a fake, you were trying to make a, a quick like a joke. Yeah. Or like a problem. Little hoax. And people hoax. are actually like, like it's people possible nobody will reply. Everybody will just be like, we don't even care. But people are here, you're like, yo, what the fuck, man? When is it? Like people are willing to travel to Europe yeah. to see you already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, as an artist, you get stuck in your own mind thinking, do people listen to me? Do people, you know, follow what I'm doing at the moment? And that, and that little hoax that we did, it just gave them confirmation that, okay, they're, they're, they're watching me, but they might not be hitting me up on Snapchat. They might not be WhatsApping me, but they're watching me. Yeah. The views on 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 YouTube, on SoundCloud, is a lot of people just waiting for me to make my next move. And I'm I'm not realizing it because I'm humble. Like I just do this music thing. I do my thing, but a certain little a, a boost is what you need as an independent artist because you can really lose hope in it. You know, you're spending money on studio time. You know, spending money on uh, video shoots, photo shoots, and you're thinking, what's coming out of this? Until you do a, a massive thing that people say, oh yeah, he's putting in work. Oh yeah, he's blown. Yeah. They thought I'm blown. Like they thought I'm blown off the tour, which wasn't hap- what wasn't happening because it was a hoax. But it was literally just showing me that music can lead you in. Nah, I can't lie. I don't know where I'm going with this, but it can it can lead you in an avenue where he's you... yacked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not yacked. I'm this sober. Is, this is our inner voices. This I'm is, sober. This is what we're doing. For this God. is inner voices, bro. This is us. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get bodies inner voices out. But you know, the thing about inner voices is it gets to a point where they stop being. They stop making sense. <laughs> <laughs> because they're like, yeah, we haven't thought that far. <laughs> do, do you know what it is this? Like, wait, wait, let me just let me just talk about this inner voices because I don't think they know. Me and me and Noah used to work together, and you know we we're just talking about what we wanted to do after you know after our studies and stuff like that. And you told me about the inner voices. I don't think you even did a podcast. You didn't even do anything first. Yeah, shit. This you didn't. Before, you yeah, didn't. Yeah, and you were just yeah. telling me about his plans and stuff like that. And I was like, oh. you know, you know when you listen to your boy's plan because it's his plan. But I don't fully understand it yet. And then, you know, I had to support it, listen to it. Then I was like, this can this can lead to something else because a podcast is you just talking about things you haven't even thought of saying it out loud, but you're it's in your mind. Yeah. So blur blurting it out all in the all in the sound clouds, all in the atmosphere is literally gonna inspire so much people. Going back to our point. I bet you can't remember the point. I can't remember the point. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the point. I can't lie. I can't lie. He thought for a second he was going to be into like, oh yeah, just straight back. I just had to get deep real quick because I'm proud of this guy for real. I appreciate that, bro. Yeah. But this brings me to our final topic. Not topic, because we haven't had a topic. It's been more of a discussion. Yeah, yeah. Give, my last discussion talk. point. With the music being very diluted now, like the music, um, obviously not the music being quite different from what we're used to one of the main things that has changed is the difference between lyrics is lyrics and melody yeah 
there's a there's been a, like a seismic shift to what the fuck can I say to my seismic? What is seismic? There's I been thought a, it was a word. But I'm <laughs> fine with it. I think it's a word. I don't know. But there's been a major shift towards melody. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, include like including me to an extent, you know, a lot of people are on the fence about this. They they feel like it, it might be bad for the culture, but is good at the same time because there's young people representing what they feel. Yeah. Do you think it's a problem the shift between to from lyrics to melody? Straight up, that's my answer. No, because music is a feeling. If you listen to reggae music, it's melodies, and you can hear the emotion in their voices. This melody, like the melody culture right now, like the culture in melodies and auto tune and stuff like that. You know, you can get lost in it because there's plenty of artists doing melodies and stuff like that. You buzzing out. There's plenty of artists doing melodies with no feeling. So, you know, at, on one hand, it could be too overpopulated with untalented people. Is that word? Untalented? Yeah, yeah untalented, yeah. Untalented people just using auto-tune and staying in one key to create a sound that's popcorn, that's just easy and... And that's and, fucking annoying. Yeah. A big <laughs> problem. Boy, tell me about it. I was going to say a platform, but, you know, I've got ties with them. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to mess that up. But, yeah. Um, Am I just fuck with the check? <laughs> <laughs> all of that, all of that. Even me, I, sometimes I'm like, yeah, it's, it's quite fun. It's it's quite fun, but it's, it's fun to listen to. It's easy to listen to. But if you find the middle balance of melody and emotion and actual content then that becomes lyrical if i give you an example of um future he had a, he had a song called um coding crazy have you heard it coding crazy mm. probably heard it but i didn't listen to it too that's times. that is melody but it's trap melody and this guy was talking about just he was talking real stuff basically in a melodic and I'm loading the sound, sound pattern. And I was just listening to this, like, this guy is actually pouring his, uh, his heart out. But will people actually get it, get it, that this guy is actually being melodic and matching with the ballads of all this opera singing and all this Adele, hello, is it me? That was the trap, um, hello. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It was, it, it was a trap, hello, basically. That's a big statement. I'm going to listen to this. Listen, Coding Crazy by Future, it was a trap hello. Because he was literally just singing to his demons. And, you know, you know, people choose to listen to, fuck up a check, fuck up a check. And then they, they complain that, oh, there's too much of this. When there's music all around you, is what you choose to listen to. It's, there was one podcast, that I, you know, if I'm not listening to Inner Voices, there was another podcast um, I don't know their name, but they were talking about how um, they were talking about how L.A. Reid told uh, Future to be more melodic because he had the tone for his voice instead of being lyrical, and instantly he shot off to the charts. So when you hear stuff like that, you're thinking, "Oh, if he can shoot off to the charts with melody, why can't I?" Yeah. So that's why become the formula. Why don't I just dilute my talent? Exactly. People are dumbing down their talents and for for independent artists looking at that and you're thinking, I'm talented, I can do melodies, like why not even step into that role? Then it becomes it becomes a cycle of 
same artist, people getting bored and you're stuck in the matrix of hearing the same, same things. And um, so, yeah, this is the first time we have tried the the Drink Champs. Try, uh, <coughs> if you don't know what Drink Champs is, good. <laughs> Go this check is, it out. This is the first time I've tried the Drink Champs uh, method. And it's a Friday, I'm tired after school, so yeah, <laughs> it worked out. Well, yeah, like, just, just to finish up, um, I'm going to pull up Body's music. You need to see the face with the voice. Like, when, like, if you recall, earlier in the interview, Body mentioned the fact that he feels he kind of merged, he found himself in the middle between America and Britain. If you listen to Body's music, you can understand why he felt, you can understand how he resolved that issue. There's the source and the swag of the Americans, but the vibe and the, the words of the British, mm. if, if I could put it that way. Would that be doing justice? If yeah, I, you're doing you know, justice, no way. Like when like, Bode's partner Flex, um, never met him, but based on the music they release, is you know, I can only hope that they're going, to, they're going to be noticed and go further. But yeah, I'll let you guys be the judge. Tell me what you think. Um, Buddy, would you like to drop in your social media? Oh, yeah, check me out on, on Twitter, Instagram, TrendsBDE, T-R-E-N-D-S-B-D-E. SoundCloud, BDE and Flex, Woke Up is out now. C2C is out very soon, that's the EP. Sophomore, so you know, we've got how a many, lot. To... How many tracks are on the EP? You know, we're, you know, we're trying to feed them. Small, small, like seven, eight okay, tracks. Okay, okay, everything top secret. <laughs> <laughs> everything top secret, my brother. But yeah, man, you know, that's 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 me right now, man. I'm still going through that journey of, of finding myself in this music industry and not being jaded by the people that wanna wanna claim that they're helping me, but steer me into the wrong direction. So I keep it in house. Everything creatively is made in house. My people's Trends London. That's the brand. That's the collective, you know, that's family. And I'm literally just trying to create a whole lane for me and my peoples around for us to be creative and be free to do whatever we want to do. So, yeah, man, you know, Inner Voices, Trends London, BD and Flex. Boy, it's the year of the greats. The year of the goats. Before we, lock, before we sign out... Um... I've been speaking, I've been, basically, I, I'm not quite sure how to end each episode. I use different catchphrases. They don't make sense. I think they're borrowed from my dad. Uh, <laughs> but if anybody has any suggestions of like nice ways for me to end episodes, uh, hit me up and let me know. Um, what do you end as, usually? Sometimes it's your boy Noah. Sometimes I'm out. So, like, but that's DJ Academics. Ah, uh, no. Sometimes, like, uh, thank you for tuning in. You know, it's just boring shit. I want something that. Oh, you that, want your your own? Little, yeah, I want my own. You know, like my own thing. Little catchphrase, little my song. Own thing, but yeah, um, yeah. It's another episode of my Inner Voices. Peace out. Our inner voices. Our inner voices.